What's up, peeps? I just wanted to do a little pre-recording before you hear the episode and say that I I recorded this episode a while ago and I was listening to the audio and it sounds like garbage. So please forgive me for that. But I wanted to share this episode because it's a fun and lighthearted episode. And I noticed that a lot of the episodes that I've done so far have been really intense and really serious, which is something that I wanted for this podcast. Like no topic is off limits. But I just kind of felt like, hey, like let's do something fun and new and exciting. So today we're going to talk about satisfying experiences. Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to another episode of A Conversation with Jenna. If this is your first time here, hey, I'm Jenna and I'm so glad that you're joining me here today. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you things or experiences that I find to be very satisfying. I know it's a little different of a topic, but I'm excited to do something fun, lighthearted, and hopefully get a few laughs. A disclaimer that you will hear in every episode is this. What I'm about to share with you are my personal thoughts, opinions, and experiences. I am not an expert, nor will everything that I say be factual. Please do your own research and think for yourself. As always, my hope is that my life experiences can help you in your life. So sit back and soak in the goodness. Let's jam. All right, let's get into it. So I have this podcast that I really like. And it's called Ghost Runners. And if you guys are interested, check it out. Um, They are like two best friends eating fast food on repeat. And that's just like what they say in their intro song. It's really cool because one of the hosts of the podcast actually raps the intro song. And they're two best friends and they're also two comedian comedians who live in Kansas City. And so they talk a lot about the Chiefs. And um, it's... Jake Triplett and if you guys are familiar with Trey Kennedy he's like a clean Christian comedian on YouTube Jake is a guy that him and Trey will like do sketch comedy together and they have this other golf podcast called Mood Swings and then um Brad uh Big Daddy is what he calls himself and his name is Brad Ellis and anyways, it's like Jake and Brad, and they do this podcast called Ghost Runners. Anyways, they have this segment in their podcast called S'mores, and I cannot tell you what that acronym stands for, but basically what they do is like Brad, Jake, and then uh, the guy who, they have like a commentator guy? Uh, um, I forget what his name is, but he's like really funny too, but anyways, the three of them like whatever topic they decide is their s'mores for the week they then like give their best like the top four s'more and like the s'more this week was satisfying experiences and I was like hey I'm looking for a lighthearted, fun topic to talk about on my podcast like I'm gonna talk about satisfying experiences like that is gonna be really fun and so here are my satisfying experiences and I also think that this um has to do with mindfulness and I'm not like too sure like I'm not very educated on mindfulness but these satisfying experiences that I'm about to share with you also are like you have to be mindful of them or you're gonna miss them like you have to be mindful of the experience that you're having at the time or else you're not gonna know like that it was satisfying or that it was unsatisfying right okay so let's get into it and (laughs) 
okay. I was like writing down my list and I was just like laughing at all of these satisfying experiences. But one satisfying experience that I have are roller coasters. I love roller coasters. I love them. I love when you get strapped in, right? And then like um, California Screaming or the Incredicoaster. That's in um, California Adventure, right? It, it's like it's boom it like takes you off right away and like I think you just go straight and then you automatically do a flip it's like I love adrenaline I love roller coasters I love the butterflies in the stomach like roller coasters are a very satisfying experience for me and the last time I was in Disneyland I went with my mom she actually took me there for my birthday and do you guys know the ride Big Thunder Railroad are you familiar with this ride so Okay, if you're not familiar with it, it's a very fast ride, it's a very jerky ride, and it's a wooden roller coaster, okay? I don't know how old it is, but it's probably old because it's like completely wooden. So we get on this ride, and my mom is being very adventurous, and she gets on this ride with me, and I love this ride, okay? And the ride starts, and I am having the time of my life. I am screaming, I am laughing, I am just so filled with joy, right? And then all of a sudden I turn and I see my mom and she's crying. And that just made me laugh even more because it's like we're both having the same experience. I am so happy, so filled with joy, screaming, laughing. I'm having the time of my life and she's over here literally crying. Like I see tears coming out of her eyes and Oh gosh, I just love roller coasters so much, but she hates them. She was so deathly terrified. And before I started recording this podcast, I um, was talking to her about it. I was telling her what I was going to be recording about. And I said, in one satisfying experience that I have is roller coasters. And remember that time when you were crying and I was laughing because I was having the best time ever? And she just starts laughing too. So it's like not everybody's satisfying experiences are going to be the same, but that is just such a great story to share. And I hope that you love it. Just as much as I do so roller coasters I love getting the butterflies in my tummy I love the thrill I love the danger gosh I love it okay another um satisfying experience that I have is when a joke lands like have you guys ever been like practicing a joke in your head and then you finally get to use it on the person that it's meant for and they just get it yeah I love the satisfying experience of when a joke lands. And the example that I have of this is um, my orthodontist. He is the greatest orthodontist. If you guys live in my area, um, his, his name is Dr. Frost, but now he has combined with Dr. Nichols. So it's now called Frost Nichols. You guys need to go there. He's the best, most compassionate person I have ever experienced in my life. He's the only person where with his eye contact, I actually felt compassion. Have you guys ever felt compassion come out of someone else's eyes when you're having a conversation with them? Like that's how much Dr. Frost cares about your teeth. Go there. You will not be disappointed. Plus they have a soda bar for everyone who's obsessed with soda. Yes, it's it's beautiful. But okay, so I found, I was, I found out that Dr. Frost, he has a house in Newport Beach, California. And he and his wife and his family like love to go there. Like I, I feel like Dr. Frost and his wife go there a lot, right? And I was watching The Real Housewives of Orange County. And in the episode that I was watching, 
they were filming in Newport and I found out that a majority of uh, the Real Housewives of Orange County is filmed in Newport. And so I was just like, man, I'm going to have to razz Dr. Frost about this. Like how funny and how amazing, how cool is that? Like his house is where the Real Housewives are, right? So I go in next to see him and I completely forget about it. And I'm like, oh shoot. Okay, so then the next time comes and right before he's working in my mouth, this was around 4th of July. He was like, how was your holiday? I was like, it's good. Um, how was yours? And he was like, it was really good. And I said something to him like, so have you been hanging out with the Real Housewives lately? And he's like, what? And I was like, well, I hear that the Real Housewives of Orange County are filmed in Newport and you have a house there. So you must be friends with them, right? And he just started laughing and it totally like landed. And he was like, oh, that's a good one. I'll have to tell my wife about it. And like he was genuinely like got joy from it and was laughing from it. And I'm like, yes, it landed. Like he got it. He understood. It clicked like he got my joke. And it wasn't really like a joke. It was more like a razz. But like he found it so enjoyable. And then the next time I saw him. He, Dr. Nichols was the one working on my teeth. And so, um, Dr. Frost and I just like saw each other in passing. And I said, I said, hey, Dr. Frost, how are the housewives? And he just gets like kind of shy and like his cheeks flushed. And he kind of just like looks a little giddy. And he was like, they're good. I said, did you tell your wife? And he was like, yeah, she really liked it. I was like, okay, good. See ya. So it's just like so fun when you can have like that really good banter with someone and like they get your joke, you know, like that's a super satisfying experience. Okay. My next satisfying experience is when you can taste after you've had a cold. So like I'm experiencing some allergies right now, but I haven't lost my taste completely. But last year it was December of 2021 and I did not have COVID, but I lost my taste for like three days. And I remember this is a time in my life when I was like still really spiritual, right? And like still consider myself Christian. And I had said to God, I had prayed. I was like, God, just take me home now. Like I can't taste anything. Like there's just no point in living when I can't taste. Like I'm a really sensual person and taste is something that like when I'm having a really hard day and when I'm really sad in a really dark place, I will be mindful of the fact that I really enjoy food and I really enjoy drink, not alcoholic beverages. I don't drink, but I love like swigs. I love soda. I love custom soda. I love Italian sodas. So I will like purposely drink a drink or eat something that I really love that helps remind me of like why I'm still on this earth and like why all of this hardship is worth it because I get to have these moments of joy from the food that I'm eating and from the food that I'm drinking and so yeah last year like I just had a really bad cold and I lost my sense of taste for three days and I just feel like I lost all joy and I just remember when I I could taste again and I was like this is why I live like it being able to taste my food and to taste my drink like Oh, it's just like one of the best and most satisfying experience. And there is this like a soda shop in my area that I live and it's called Swig. And they have a drink called Texas Tab. 
And it's Dr. Pepper, vanilla, and coconut cream. And you guys, when I take a drink of that drink, and I also am obsessed with crumble cookie, their sugar cookie, and when I take a bite of that cookie, I immediately thank God that these things were invented and that I get to enjoy them. And shout out to the Mormons because the Mormons invented crumble and the Mormons invented swig. Like I'm so thankful for them because they they have invented multiple food that I love and that I'm obsessed with. And it's like when I just take that first set, that first sip feeling, you know, like when you just get to taste your drink that you just love so much and I just, oh, thank you, God, like It makes life worth it when it's so challenging, when you just get to have those sweet, sweet, simple moments. I think another satisfying experience that I love is when you get into your bed at the end of the day. And now I haven't experienced this feeling as much lately, and that's because my job is different. But when I was a hairstylist and I was on my feet eight hours a day, I would get off work, go home, change straight into my pajamas, eat my dinner, and then I would crawl into bed. And at that time, I would like watch Disney Plus or like watch YouTube or like do something on my computer. But I would make sure that I would get under those sheets and I would stretch out and you just like soak in the goodness of your bed. Does anybody else love that experience of getting into your bed after a long day? Like, there is nothing like it. Nothing like it. And it's like a free experience. Like, when when you just had the hardest, longest day and your body aches and your mind is just like, you can't take it anymore. And you don't want to hear another client talk about their problems. You just, like, get into your bed and it all just melts away. Especially when you have fresh sheets or if you're freshly showered or, oh, it's like one of the most satisfying and enjoying, enjoyable experiences of your entire life. My next, my next satisfying experience that I love so much is when the sun hits your skin. Like, you know, when you're in the movie theater And it could just be because I live in the desert and so the movie theater is always freezing cold and I have a car coat in my car specifically because I try to take it in everywhere I go because we live in the desert and it's like 120 degrees in the summertime here. Every place has the air conditioning just cranked very low and it's just like they like try to freeze you out. It's crazy, okay? Um, So... You're just like freezing or even church. Church can be so cold, right? And just frozen. Like even your toes are just like icicles. And you get to go outside and the sun hits your skin. And it's just like you just like melt. And you just bask in the goodness of the sun. Again, it's like another free experience that you just like can't take for granted those moments. When you just get to de-thaw in the beautiful, beautiful sunlight. It's beautiful and wonderful. The next thing that I feel is a satisfying experience is when you're at the ocean and the sand in between the toes. I love having the sand in between my toes. I'm definitely an ocean girl. I want the warm water with the warm sun and the warm temperature over cold. I like being hot. I love it. I'm also from the desert, so it's what I know. 
But the moment when you're in the ocean and you're, and you know, you're just sitting there and you're letting the waves hit you and you're just like, you're just like floating and you don't have to do much. And I feel like all my thoughts just go away and I just get to sit in the water. Like the water is such a healing experience. So not only is it like the sand in between your toes, but it's also just the water and being with the fish and the sharks and the whales and, and and it's so warm and and you just let your body flow and you just get to float there. I remember when I was in Costa Rica a few years ago, I was just in the ocean for hours by myself, not talking to anybody. And I just chilled and I just relaxed. And it was just me and the ocean and the waves and the water and all the fish. And I didn't want anybody to talk to me. I just wanted to be peaceful in the water. And God, that's just such a beautiful and satisfying experience. Okay, my final two satisfying experiences. One is checking off things from your list. I know that I got my type A people out there, right? I feel like someone would be like, that's an Enneagram one. I'm not sure if that's true, but it probably is true. I know my Enneagram ones are out there and they love to make lists and they love to check them off. It is so satisfying at the end of the day, like especially at work, right? Like at work, I have my to-do list. And when I can just like check off all of my to-do list and to-do list and like your desk is clean and your desk is clear or like you have all of your emails read, right? Or, yeah, like when you get to cross off your list or you get to delete your list or whatever, however you do your list, handwritten or digital, like you feel so accomplished when you have everything checked off your list. It's like, man, I've been so productive today and look at everything that I've gotten done. Okay, and my final satisfying experience is... When something clicks, like when you just get it, like when you just get this understanding. And my example for this is there's an Enneagram, speaking of the Enneagram, there's an Enneagram podcast that I kind of listen to. And um, so my main Enneagram number, I'm in the heart triad. If anybody is not familiar with the Enneagram, it's like a personality assessment. And it's actually really good and I find it to be really accurate. So if you want to do some like personal growth, like check it out because it's really good. There's a lot of YouTube videos. There's a lot of podcasts on it. Find the one that works for you and just binge it. That's what I did. So there's this Enneagram podcast I listened to and they were talking about... um, (sighs) Now I got to take a pause because I really want to go... Uh, tell you this story better. Okay, guys, I'm back. So uh, the podcast is called Enneagram 2.0, and it's with Beatrice Chestnut and Uranio Paz. He's from Brazil, so I might be um, pronouncing his name wrong, so I apologize. But it's from season one, and it's episode 44, and the title of the podcast is Relationships Through the Lens of the Head Intelligence. So I, my main number, the number that I relate to the most is uh, in the heart center. So through the intelligence of the heart, but I can relate very, very much to the head triad or the head intelligence center. And one thing that in, in, uh, Uranio is an Enneagram five. 
And so he's in the head triad and Beatrice is Enneagram too. So she's in the heart triad. And so she was asking him uh, relationship questions and he was answering them through the lens of like basically his number, which is five, which is the head triad. And he said something that resonated so much with me and it just clicked. And it was like, I just got a whole new understanding of myself. And it was so satisfying and what he said was is people in the head triad and not all of this is just for people in the head triad because I'm uh in the heart in the heart triad my main number is in the heart triad but he said that for him especially it needs to click intellectually first before he has room in his heart to receive whatever it is that he's being told. So when he's communicating with someone and if he's not logically understanding what they're saying, there's no way that he's going to be able to have an emotional response. And that is me. Like when he said it, it was just, it blew my mind. I had to listen to it over and over and over because I was like, holy crap, this is me. And one of the most perfect examples that I have of this is my mom, like when the war in um, between Russia and Ukraine first started, my mom came to me and she was like, man, I just feel so bad for the people in Ukraine that they don't have access um to the news and so they can't see what's happening in their country and I looked at her and I was like what do you mean like why do you feel bad for them like that's like that's not going to help them in any way and she was coming from an emotional place but because I didn't understand her logic I couldn't give emotion back And it was in that, it was after that interaction that I had with her because I I was actually kind of getting frustrated. Like, why are you taking this to heart so much? Like, it's not even that big of a deal. Like, okay, so, but because them, like, being able to have access to to the news, it's not going to help them. And now that I think about it, it, like, might have helped them, but it's not going to, like, give them aid or food or money or anything like that. Like, shelter, protection, things that they need. Like, who cares if they can't watch the news? Like, Literally, that's probably the least of their worries and their concerns. I just couldn't understand her logic. And she was getting so emotional about it. And so I wasn't able to connect with her in her heart space because I couldn't understand her logic. And so it wasn't until after that conversation, I I, I like really reflected back on it because I knew what she was wanting from me but for some reason I couldn't give it to her and it bothered me it bothered me that I wasn't able to connect with her in her heart space and so I reflected back on it and I thought about it a lot and then when they said that in the Enneagram episode I was like holy cow that's exactly what happened like because I didn't understand her logic I wasn't able to open up my heart to allow the emotions to flow and that's honestly it, 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 it speaks to me so spot on. Like, I have to understand your logic if you want me to to understand your emotions. Like, if you want, it, 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 that's every aspect of my life. Like, I can think of so many other times in my life when people have tried to come with me, come to me with their emotions that are just not logical and I just don't understand. And so I can't give them emotion back because I'm like, 
then I just ask a thousand more questions. And then eventually, once their logic starts to make sense to me, then I'm like, oh, okay. And then I can come from a place of my heart. So that's who I am and that's me. I'm going to, you got to connect with me first intellectually if you want to connect with me emotionally and from my heart space. And just hearing that I'm not alone and hearing that that's how a lot of people in the head triad are and function in this world, I was like, wow, there's more people like me. And it was just a satisfying experience that my eyes were opened up and that I got to learn something new about myself. Okay, so this week I just want to rant about my experience using WebEx. And so the my full-time job is fully remote. And so we have meetings regularly with my team and with my manager. And it is literally the most awkward thing that I have ever experienced, okay? Like will be waiting in the WebEx meeting room. Everybody's microphone is literally on mute. And because we don't have to use our webcams, we are basically just staring at these huge ass photos of each other. And sometimes we'll be like waiting in there what feels like for hours, but maybe it's like three solid minutes where no one is saying anything and we're just staring at each other. It is literally the most awkward thing. So yesterday, I got into the WebEx meeting and there was just a few of us in there. And my trainer, um, she was in the WebEx meeting already. Again, everybody's microphones were mute. And so we were just staring at pictures of of each other. I unmuted my microphone and I was like, hey, is it awkward for anybody else that we're just like waiting in this chat and no one is saying anything and we're just staring at really large pictures of ourselves? And guess what? No one said anything. The only thing that happened was Julie, my trainer, she sent a laughing face emoji. Like no one even unmuted their microphones to like come in and have some good banter with me. And I was just thinking to myself, like if we were in person, we would be chatting, we'd be talking, we'd be interacting. We would be like, hey, how's your day? Oh, it was good. Or, oh, it was terrible. Like my dog died or whatever it might be. Like, but instead it's just like so freaking awkward. And, and the one time that I have tried to make conversation with someone, it was just me and another teammate of mine in there. She basically was like, don't talk to me. (laughs) So it's just like, I just kind of am ranting about it because I actually really love working fully remote. I love my job. I love working from home, but like, I definitely miss those times of when we have to gather together and the communication. Like I miss like kind of like getting involved in each other's lives and like hearing about each other and everything. So it's good that we do like every other month meet up as a group. Unfortunately, like two days ago when we met up, not everybody was able to join. But guys, it was just so awkward. And then when I made that comment and no one said anything, I was just like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Okay, 
And what I want to rave about is this documentary that I watched on Peacock, and it's called Dr. Death. And it's insane. You guys, it is literally insane that this man in the state of Texas was allowed to do surgery on people's spine. So he's a neurosurgeon when he's completely a psychopath. And the the thing that like gets me the most riled up is like the state of Texas and the medical board and the hospitals, they actually did nothing wrong because the documentary says that by law, they don't actually have to report the mistakes that he has made in surgery. So in like the eyes of the court or in the eyes of the law, the fact that they didn't report him. So then he was able to get hired at other hospitals and perform botch surgeries on people's spine. Like he paralyzed people. He caused, uh, I think two people to die. I mean, he injured these people because he's crazy and psychotic and he thinks that he's like God's gift to earth. But the fact that the hospitals didn't have to report him, like they actually didn't do anything wrong in the eyes of the law, but it just bugs me because I feel like in morality and like morals and ethics they did something wrong because they didn't report him but you guys have to watch this documentary it's called dr death and that's what it is it's like this doctor in texas got the nickname dr death because he killed people in surgery and he paralyzed people but it's like be careful who your doctors are make sure you're doing research make sure you're asking questions like make sure that they're legitimate and that they're not just blowing smoke because that's what this doctor did this doctor he said things like I can fix you. I feel like when someone says I can fix you and they're like that confident, that should be a red flag. Know the warning signs, know the red flags, be careful who your doctors are. Watch this documentary because it's so, so, so good. That is all I have for you on this episode of A Conversation with Jenna. But remember, the conversation doesn't have to end here. If you have thoughts and opinions on my thoughts and opinions, you can email me at a conversation with Jenna at gmail.com. I can't promise that I will respond to every email, but I would love to hear from you. Also, please rate and review my podcast on whatever platform you listen on. I would greatly appreciate it. Don't let the things you want make you forget the things you have. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to talk with you next time. Bye.